Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Basement Doctor presents The What Matters Show with Mindy and Michaela. Real talk about real life and what's important to you and your family. Brought to you by North Orange Family Dentistry. Here's Mindy Dreher and Michaela Hunt with What Matters on News Radio 610 WDVN. Life jackets when you're out on the lake. Do you wear one or do you not? 614-821-WTVN. That's 821-9886. Give us a call. Emily Taylor, our producer, in for Mindy this Sunday afternoon. You know, and we're talking about this because of a big story that came out of the West Coast earlier this week. Yes. Um, Naya Riviera from Glee. Did you ever watch Glee? I did, actually. I didn't watch it while it was airing because I was working early mornings and pregnant and had no life. Um, But I watched it after the fact on Netflix. Yeah, she played Sam. Hannah, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, she, well, they said she, they haven't found her yet, right? No, okay. they, she's presumed dead. Yeah, and drowned, apparently, um, in this lake with her four-year-old son, who was found on board um, on the boat, which is, I guess he was found napping, which is scary, but, I mean, at least he's okay. He had on a yeah. life jacket. Yeah. They and, found an adult life jacket yeah. on the pontoon boat, which she had rented, and Again, as Emily said, they they found her son napping, but she was not there and the jacket was still there. So we wanted to know, because I just think it's common sense. I mean, it's what my parents taught me to do. Um, And I continue to do it as an adult because lakes are dark, murky places where you can't see usually more than two feet below you. I wear a life jacket. So do you. 821-9886-614-821-WTVN. So you do. Oh, I do. Completely. And I guess I think if her son had one, which is great, but don't you want to set an example for your kids too? Because I guess I babysat enough and I know that kids ask questions and they're. They, I would probably be asked, why aren't you wearing one? You know, why do I have to wear one kind of thing? And it's just, it's a safety thing. I would, I, I would think so too. Yeah. But I think there are people out there that, have something different to say and, and the reason yeah. that that I say that is because my sister lived in Wisconsin which is you know the state with a thousand lakes or whatever yeah. it is 10,000 lakes or is that Minnesota that might be Minnesota but they have just as many in yeah. Wisconsin about um so she lived up there for several years and she just visited there within the last week or two and her groups of friends who have kids who are between the ages of I would say like seven and 12 these kids were not wearing life jackets in That's- the lake that's crazy. And but it was why a f- not? Can they say like because they f- it, they felt comfortable with them swimming, but it was still twenty to forty feet deep yeah. where they were. It wasn't like they were swimming off a more kind of clear area right next to the shoreline. And people were drinking, parents were drinking, having a good time, and their kids weren't wearing life jackets, and some of them weren't wearing life jackets. It's not like you're a fish. Yeah, That's my take no, on it. No, and a lot of the problem is people probably think it can't happen to them, or they'd be fine because they know how to swim, which I understand, but you don't know what is going to happen with the current, or if something comes, you know, 
I mean, the weather, anything can happen. Or if you get, I mean, I know it's probably deep and there's not a chance of you getting caught on something with your foot, but you never know. But I think with the current, I think you make a good point. And, and one of the things with this Lake Peru yeah. um, is that it's an, in an area called the Narrows, which from boat traffic can get kind of rocky. Now, again, I mean, w- was someone around? Was someone boating by? Did she get taken under from that right. and not come back up? We don't know, but you would hope they would have seen her. The fact that it took a little bit of time right. from what it seems like to find the boy. Um, on and they only found him because they were past their time, I think, of the boat rental. Is that what happened? Yeah. Um, they went looking, and I guess people have drowned in this lake before. And it just now they're putting up signs. That wasn't a thing before. And it's just, it's crazy. It's, but I don't, I don't know. I've always been taught to wear a life jacket. I always will. My, you know, five kids, they will. It's just, it's a safety thing. And unless I'm, you know, because you, like you said, it's so deep, you don't know how far it goes down. And so if, if one of you guys listening doesn't, I would love to know if you, is it because you feel safe? Is it because you're that good of a swimmer? Again, 614-821-9886. You know, I just feel for this family because yeah. having the jacket on could have saved her life, even though we don't know what happened to her. Um, it, it could have. And now you have this four-year-old little boy. And who knows what he saw? I know he only said that he got on and I believe he, I don't, I don't really know exactly what he told them. I just know he said that he got on and then she didn't. And did he nap because he didn't know what else to do? I mean, you know, if you're four, if you're sitting yeah. there and you're four, yes. I mean, you probably yeah. have no. That's that's when it's real sad. Yeah. You think about life and and some of the simple things as a child that you think about when you think about where did my mom go? If you're out on on the lake, um, he didn't have a lot of information. To no. your point, Emily, like from everything that I've read and seen, he just said he got in and his mom didn't get in after him, and so he probably was like, "Where is she?" And was simply sitting and waiting for her and probably did fall asleep, which is heartbreaking because the simplicity of a child and and, and how they see things, um, that they wouldn't really understand that. Mike, you're on the line with us. Welcome to What Matters. Do you wear a life jacket? Do you not? Like, what's your perspective on all this? And, and, and maybe show us the other side of the conversation. Hey, Michaela. Uh, actually, I always wear one when I go boating. Um you know, it, to me, it's just like wearing a seatbelt in your in your car or van. Um, Emily and I are nodding our heads adamantly. I'm so we, crazy <laughs> about seatbelts too. So yes. <laughs> and with it, Mike. So you always wear one. Do you have friends that don't when you're out on a lake? And and why don't they? Do you think? Well, yeah, a couple of them don't just because yeah they are comfortable with uh, not wearing not wearing one. I. Actually, sometimes I I don't go with them just because they don't wear one. You know, most times anyway, I won't go. I won't go unless they put one on. Because uh, I've always, at least in a car anyway, um, you know, and it's kind of the same way in a boat. You know, the only um, in a car, the only the only protection you have from a drunk driver is wearing your seatbelt. Mm-hmm. So to me, you know, that that could happen on a, on a lake too. You know, where you. You know, and I know it's happened. It has. You know, people um, people get stupid and and drink and, and boat and you know hit other boats and and some of them don't wear a life jacket and and there have been a couple of drownings I know of, uh, but 
you know, it, you know, it's it's uh, it's a sad situation when that happens. But you know, you you always want to wear one. You know, I I, I can't fathom not wearing it. I mean, I think about even when I was a kid, my, my, my grandparents had a boat. They were farmers. They called the boat the South 40. It was a pontoon boat similar to the one that we're talking about with Naya that she was out on. And I fell off the dock. I fell off the dock probably, I don't know, maybe it was five or six. And, you know, I think it was me, but it might have been my sister. My parents would know. I, I have trouble with the memory, right? But if she had not been wearing a life jacket while she was even getting off the boat when we were docking, what would that have looked like? Right. I mean, I I don't. You slip under that water. Yeah. It is hard to find you. I know. Or And that's the thing is she could have slipped getting on the um, the boat i don't i mean no one knows that's, right that's so she could slip right she could slip she could hit her head yeah. maybe as she slipped getting back into the water because the little boy doesn't have much to say we about it because he's so young and doesn't you we know just what's don't know weird is that like two days before she tweeted life or tomorrow's never promised she and, did yeah and that was i'm like oh i find that stuff so creepy but um that is super yeah. creepy i had no clue yeah, that she something did that about, uh, life is never promised you know make the most of it kind of thing and i'm like Oh, that's eerie. Foreshadowing yeah. of a terrible And I say kind. that all the time, though. So I'm like, it's just, but. But life is never creepy. promised. Yeah. But if you wear a life jacket, it might be. Yes, exactly. And I, it's, I don't, I always, I wonder how long it's going to take till they find her. Well, they're apparently using a lot of, you know, we're saying it's hard to find stuff yeah. underwater. A lot of advanced sonar equipment um, because it is hard to see in this lake. It's very, there's, you know, the depth of the lake can run from about six feet to 40 feet, and the bottom of the lake has a lot of debris. Oh, I believe it. But apparently, based on what you have, I know this is morbid, but yeah. it's the truth, and, and, you know, investigators will tell you this, depending on what you've eaten and what you're wearing, it takes about three days for a body to resurface on water. So they have to kind of they're in this wait and see they're they're searching right now but it's more of a recovery mission than a rescue mission they said that just within the last 24 to 48 hours and hopefully she comes out i know and i hate seeing that but it's like the closure there then you know knowing she's not i mean she can't if she was missing and she's alive i don't know where she would be but but we'll but we'll never know what happened because her son yeah i mean he's not gonna remember or know he's four there's no life jacket unless they magically find one on her. But I think that she, she would have surfaced again. By now. Yeah, yeah, unless she was caught on something. And if you're in the Narrows, from what it sounds like, I mean, there was some depth even in this area. So just very interesting um, and sad. Very sad. It so is. wear your life jacket, yes. guys. I mean, just take some advice from Emily and I. Made for a reason. <laughs> They're made for a reason to protect you, to keep you alive when you're in that dark, murky lake water. I, I, we'd rather have your you around than not. So just wear the life jacket. Made easy on us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, today is National Simplicity Day, which Emily brought to my attention. Does that mean I'm supposed to, like... Be more simple today. Am I supposed to simplify? Like what? what, yeah, what does it mean? ways to simplify our lives, and I'm sure my husband can think about fifty for me. So, <laughs> Em's a planner, I and am. and and Mindy teases me on a regular basis when she is here with me. She knows I'm a planner too, um, and and so maybe we could take some advice, and maybe some of you out there could could give us some advice. Uh, do you, I think we should ask for yes. advice on how to simplify? Yeah. Because, I mean, I know I need to in so many aspects of my life. So <laughs> so if you do a really great job of simplifying your life, 
or you have made done a great job since we've been in more of this quarantine or social distance now situation. Um, what have you done and how has it made a difference in your life? We'd love to hear from you. We're taking callers in the next segment on this 614-821-WTVN. That's 614-821-9886. How have you simplified your life and what can you tell Emily and I? What advice can you give us? That's next on What Matters. It's like one, two. Oh, if everything were as easy as one, two, three, or if I could press the easy button to get something done. (laughs) That would be nice. It would be. We're talking about it being National Simplicity Day today. Real quick before we go there, I have to tell you this because no one called to tell us the other side of the story, but I did an Insta story on Instagram and Facebook. 57% of people say yes, they wear their life jacket. 43% say no when they're in the lake. I want to know why no, though. I know. Like, I should have asked that question. If you're saying no, why not? I think I'm going to have to go back in and put. Like, I can swim, but I would still worry. Like, if you hit your head or something like that. I mean, yeah, anything can happen. At Michaela Hunt 78 that's my Insta story. I would love to know if you're a no. <laughs> Vote no and show me some stats and then tell me why. Send me a message as to why. Okay, so National Simplicity Day is today. You know, so what does the day do for us, Em? Like, like, okay, yes, I know I need to simplify my life. Is, is this like my reminder, like really step back, take a look? Yeah, and just like, um, you know, ways that you can simplify things. Like Zach always tells me my bedtime routine can, you know, be simplified. And Ooh, is it laborious? Down. No, it's just I do take a while to like, you know, whenever I'm like, I'm going to bed, it's like 20 minutes later. Um, Isn't that just being a woman? Yes. Thank you. Part but, of it is. I mean, I'm sure I could cut some things out or, you know, whatever, but it's just um, that kind of thing or what we could do to make our lives a little easier and not so busy. So what have you done to make your life easier out there? Is, is there advice you can give us, a way to simplify things so there's less stress in our life? We'd love to hear from you to take your advice. It's 614-821-WTVN. That's 821-9886. So have you, I mean, since we're taking stock today, are there things you think you could do? Because you're very organized. I try to be. <laughs> so are there things that you, in, in your organization, have you found some things already to simplify your life? And do you just need to take it one or two steps yeah, further? Yeah, I mean, just decluttering. Like, I do have a lot of clothes. Yeah, I can't. I haven't, I haven't watched. How, how much is too much? I, I have a whole, uh, I have our whole bedroom is all mine. <laughs> so. Wait, wait. Your whole bedroom closet is all yours and the dresser? Dressers, yes. Dressers. <laughs> I am not proud. But, I, you know, just decluttering. I give everyone who follows uh, Marie Kondo's, that's her name. Yeah. yeah, I give everyone credit who follows her advice because I can't do it. So I attempted to watch Marie Kondo. Um, probably, I would say, I don't know, when did that show come out on Netflix? Within the last you know year or two. And it's a great idea in practice. Like, I think it's a fantastic idea in practice, but it's, you have to commit to getting it done. And I have the same clothing problem that Emily has. And my husband is on me about it. He is so on me right now because we moved and I moved all the clothes with me. Like, I took all the clothes with me. And he's like, I cannot believe you took the dress from our wedding brunch 15 years ago. <laughs> but it's a really cute J. Crew dress. Yeah, I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, I haven't worn that in a year or two. But I might one day. 
15 years. Yeah. Count them, honey. Yeah. Like, I'm, why did I do that? I'm not going to fit into that dress. I'd have to do, it'd be a lot of work to yeah. fit into that dress. So I'm with you on clothing. Kurt, what about you? Like, do you have some advice for us to simplify our lives? Well, I'm a retired teacher, and this, this falls in the same venue because whenever the kids would have asked me questions, my whole comment to them for my 31 years of teaching was, don't work harder, work smarter. Yes, don't do like things that. that makes it difficult. Find a way to do it easy. It makes it more, it makes it better, that, and make sure that you will do it then. So what have you done to work smarter in any area of your life, whether it was teaching, whether, well, tell, give us something. Well, when I, when I had uh, quizzes and the kids would, you know, take a quiz and then everyone has their, uh, you know, exchange papers, I never did that. All I had them do was switch hands and grade it with their off hands. <laughs> and if they, made a, if they made a change, I would see the, the difference of the print. So you literally had them use their like right left versus their right or the other way around, right. and that's how. So yeah. that was your smart workarounds. Huh. Yeah, and it, and it saved all those questions about who. I don't want them to get it. I don't like them or whatever. You know, the heck with that. And Kurt, my mom was a teacher for you know thirty years. What a good way of getting out of having to grade quizzes when you got home. Oh yeah, I use it all the time for quizzing and for for them. To, checking and why why should i do it <laughs> no you save your time to do something else you simplify your life i love it kurt thanks for the call like i need to apply kurt's yeah. philosophy <laughs> yes okay i'm trying to think about what i could do and um, I, I think it might have to involve with like i need to delegate i mean yeah. he's talking about delegation and that's really one of the things i looked up when i was looking at like ways to simplify because i'm always interested um one of my favorites was learn to say no which i have a hard time mm, doing that's, yeah that can be um, tricky it would make my life a lot easier i'm sure but I just, I have, I'm a people pleaser. So, mm-hmm. and um, I, I mean, I feel like I need to get better at prepping. I always say I'm going to meal prep better and everything like that. But just having every, I give credit to people who have everything done the night before. I do too. Because I, I, I have coworkers that are like that yeah. when we were working normally yeah. in our normal space, like they would food prep like nobody's business and that would simplify their life. Again, 614-821-9886. Do you have a tip for us like Kurt? We'd love to hear it. That's 821-WTVN. So I started doing something a couple years ago that I think has helped me simplify my life because it helps me organize my thoughts. There's this book called Getting Things Done by David Allen. So not Paul Allen of Microsoft. This is David Allen who wrote Getting Things Done. And it's a system of organizing kind of your your needs, right? Like the things you know you need to do, the things you know you need to buy, the places you need to be, maybe not so many places right now. Um, but for me, I have a system where I go through this process on Fridays and Saturdays. And then I know what my next week looks like. I like that. And um, I use Evernote yeah. to do it. And it, it, it helps. Sometimes I, your list can become overwhelming. So you have to move yeah. stuff yeah. to um, I'll do it later and figure out the most important stuff. But that's something I did to try to clear yeah. some mental clutter out. Well, and another thing I was thinking about, too, speaking of mental clutter, is not having negative thoughts. Um, I tried this actually last week. Okay. I go a whole week without being negative. So how do I do that? You just have to think of the well, positives. You know, I try to do that anyways. Think of the positives of everything. But even being hard on yourself about something, trying not because I am hard on myself a lot. And 
I feel like trying to be more positive about things I can't control. So what happens? Like, let's say that negative self-defeating talk comes in. That's like, when you got to put the positive one so in. Like, it, that is, you're just, you're better than that. Is it immediate? Like, when you did it last week, is like, you know, did I, yeah, you stop actually, yourself immediately? I did. I tried to. I mean, there were certain times I got overwhelmed. And I, I think we all are hard on ourselves. We're our worst critics, pretty much. We can be, yeah. yeah. And, we can be. Um, I just tried to be like, nope. It's it's out of my control, or I can I can do this, and I feel like the more we push the negative thoughts out, we become happier, anyways, and just more positive. And I I mean, you know, I have coworkers I love and adore, and if they're hard on themselves, I'm like, oh, I see you so differently. So I think we need to try to see ourselves like people see us. Give us a little yes. grace. Becomingminimalist.com, which is a website that people really started to know, especially after, was it Minimalism? Was that the name of the Netflix show? I feel I like think it so, was. Yes. Um, they have 10 things you can do, and we've covered some of them, and we'll go over them real quickly because I know we got to get to the break. Your possessions, which we already talked yes. about. You can check out Marie Kondo um, on Netflix. I'm sure I can't do it. But I mean, you, <laughs> could, tr- you could take a stab yeah, at it. It might I, help I, you I a little would, bit. I would try, but. Your time commitments, and maybe yes. this is the saying no bit. Your goals. Make a thing, list of things you want to accomplish in your life and choose the two most important. When you finish oh. one, add another one to your list. I like list. that. I do too. I always set too many. Mm-hmm. Your negative thoughts, which Emily was yeah. just talking about. Um, your debt. So if that's something that is complicated, you can simplify it by starting today. There's lots of apps that can yeah. get a handle on what you're spending money on. Your words. I found that interesting. Keep your speech plain and honest. Mean what you say. Avoid gossip. I love it. Simplify your I'm life that way. I'm all about honesty, way. though. So. <laughs> I, am, I, yeah. I, I appreciate honesty as well. Sometimes it's hard, but yes. it's important. Your artificial ingredients was number seven. Oh, yes. That I yes, I agree with that. That's what your screen time. Mm -hmm. I I have a tracker on my phone. Your connection to the world, which really means when to power off social and actually, you know, unplug and yes. And number ten, your multitasking. You need to simplify your multitasking. (laughs) Research indicates that multitasking increases stress. And lowers productivity. But it's such a good skill to have in the work field, I feel like. I mean, it can be, especially when you're sitting in a, you know, yeah. a studio yeah. like we are right now. But it, it's, it, it sometimes degrades the quality of your work. Yeah, I could see that. When you're not focused. Yeah. So a little simplification. Yeah. I'm going to try to follow a majority of them. Make life a little simpler. Oh, it feels yeah. better when it's more simple. And I bet some of you have simplified your lives since you've gotten home. I know we have and I've tried to. National Simplicity Day. All right, coming up next, we've got the basement doctor in, which, you know, he's been doing a lot of work when it comes to cleaning and COVID-19 across the country. We're going to talk to him about masks because that's a big subject going on right now. And then also about bars and restaurants. He's gotten some interesting calls and we want to hear more about that and what it might mean for you and me coming up next on What Matters. The Basement Doctor presents The What Matters Show with Mindy and Michaela. Real talk about real life and what's important to you and your family. Brought to you by North Orange Family Dentistry. Here's Mindy Dreher and Michaela Hunt with What Matters on News Radio 610 WTVN. Welcome back to our last half hour on a Sunday afternoon. Mindy is out today. Producer Emily Taylor working with me on a Sunday. 
And we know we've seen a lot more coronavirus infections, Emily, within the course of the last few days. More than 66,000 new infections in the United States um, reported today by the WHO. Um, It's an issue that we've seen uh, here in the state of Ohio, throughout the world, throughout the country. And we know the guy who is helping people clean out and disinfect their whole buildings. And we're proud to have him as our title sponsor, a partner to the show, Ron Greenbaum, the basement doctor. Ron, thanks for being here on a Sunday. It's always great to, to speak to you, uh, Michaela. Yeah, so, you know, if you guys are looking for this, and Ron will talk a little bit about this, mybasementdoctor.com, just look under disinfection services, a tab at the top of the website, and you'll learn more about what he's doing. Ron, you are now a few months into this, and I feel like each time we talk to you, you've learned something new from a client or an industry in regard to this virus. So what's the latest? Something with bars and restaurants we were kind of talking about earlier as we were texting. Yeah, uh, bars and restaurants are tough. In fact, frankly, they're almost impossible because you can't control. In in order to really be safe, uh, you've got to control the environment. And uh, it's very difficult when you have people coming in, obviously customers, but you also have your employees, you have uh, cooks, you you, you have all kinds of people that can uh, carry the virus and not even know it. And uh, the protocol, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't, you know, what what I'm uh, hearing and when people are calling me, we we probably, I don't know, in the last week been called by maybe a dozen different restaurants, a couple chains, things like that. And quite honestly, we've done a little bit of work, but most of them haven't used us to, uh, to take care of the problem because of the detail that we have for doing a deep cleaning. So does that conflict with what they do, Ron, or can you go inside with this deep clean and and, and do some good for them? Well, we feel we can. I think it conflicts with uh, the fact that there's a lot of people, you know, it was a a newspaper article in the dispatch and actually across the country that I was quoted in quite a bit about the fact that it's the wild, wild west. And I think we may have even talked about this a few weeks ago where 40 to 50 percent of the products being used are actually harmful to the environment and to the people. Mm -hmm. And uh, plus the fact that, you know, when you're talking about masks and they say, well, you must wear a mask coming in. Well, uh, if you wear a cloth mask, it's only 40 percent effective. You know, uh, you really need to be wearing like a a N or a K95 or something that's uh, that's again, will protect you. But uh, I, in fact, last night I got a call. I, I lived in Florida for a while and still have a home there. But um, a neighbor told me that uh, a cook at a very uh, popular restaurant that we all went into died yesterday. What? And, oh. Yeah, and, uh, in Florida. And um, they had just been in the restaurant uh, not too long. And this happened just – he, he – uh, contract with the virus and died in a very short period of time. So it's very hard to control. And, of course, you know, now people are like, you know, the the problem I have with all of it, quite honestly, is, you know, I, I think that we have our priorities of what's, what's important. Uh, really, you know, for lack of a better term, screwed up. 
I, I figured mean, you were going that direction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I get it. I get people want to go out to, to have dinner. I, I used when I again, I, I've, um, you know, my wife and I used to go out to dinner four or five times a week, uh, and uh, we don't at all now. Now again, I'm not putting myself on a pedestal here. I'm talking about the fact that I have 150 families just in Columbus, not to mention the rest of the country. I get sick or something happens to me. Yeah, well, we survive, sure, but it won't be pleasant. It won't be easy for the company, plus the fact that, um, you know, I have a grandson that's a year old. I have a, a son, uh, a son-in-law and a daughter and a family, a wife. You know, I feel very strongly about that, uh, you know, you've, you've got to do smart things. You just can't do things that are stupid. And, and there are a lot of people that, again, are not, are thinking they're being smart. I can give you five examples this week of people that are sick that are, thought that they were uh, being smart. But some of them traveled. Some of them went to a party. Some of them thought they were doing social dis. It's not simple to control things. So when you get into a, back to the original question, you get into a bar and a restaurant setting, I feel really bad for these people that uh, that are uh, attempting to keep their businesses going because it is not a hoax. <laughs> people are dying. People are getting sick. You know, we had it under control, and then it got out of control. And uh, it's out of, it is out of control. I think Ohio, again, I, I said before, I feel very fortunate to be living here because I think we're, we're doing better than most. But are we doing uh, the best we can? In my opinion, no. And I, you know, I'm starting to rethink whether I can, you know, go into a restaurant or a bar and, and uh, in a good conscience say, hey, yeah, we can we can help you. I mean, I think we can. But the very next day, somebody walks in the door with the virus. There is no product that is foolproof that anybody can use. We have the best. We, we absolutely have the best. We have products that actually last a lot longer. But, again, you have... 150 people touching a doorknob, uh, it's whatever product it is gets rubbed off. Or you have people coming in and, again, cooking on a countertop or doing things like that, the products do not last. So unless you're going to continue and continue to clean and make sure you hit every nook and cranny, you're, it's really tough. So, Ron, I have a question about masks. Do you recommend a certain one for different circumstances or different places, or is there just one you think will work best regardless everywhere? Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned masks because there's I've been investigating a couple of masks that are not in the United States yet. One has an alkaline filter, and the other one is um, uses what's called nanotechnology, and we're actually in the process of getting Mattel to test these masks for us because I don't trust them. But I also want to make sure that uh, having an alkaline filter, or which is more like chlorine, doesn't isn't harmful. You know, I see all these masks being advertised for, with copper. I know that's not good. I know breathing copper is not good. It may take care of some the virus, but you're you're really hurting yourself by using something like that. It's not what it's designed for. And I think there's a lot of people trying to make a quick buck in the mask world. Oh, yeah. and, I agree uh, with that. <laughs> and um, I see it every day. So, you know, I sell the what I think are the safest masks, which are the – I used to sell N95s. They're impossible to get now, so I yeah. sell the K, KN95. And, uh, they, you know, they have four layers of protection, and they're, they're semi-breathable. 
But I think that the that masks will involve evolve. I think that uh, we're actually going to be importing because they're not made here in this country, unfortunately. Some masks that I I believe will control the virus or bacteria in general. But I'm looking down the road. Uh, you know, I think that we're going to end up like Asia and other parts of the world. And uh, it's going to be like the seatbelt law. Yeah, it com- it's commonplace if you go to other than Asia. I mean, I've had some friends who've done yeah. some work over there in the last few years, and there are spots where it's just commonplace. Um, so you're so are you selling them right now to commercial industries, Ron? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Because yeah. this has been a new area you've gotten into. No, I sell. You know, we sell thousands of masks, thousands of cleaning. You know, gallons and gallons and skids full of cleaning products, things like that. Um, you know, it's available through uh, my a company called MyDIYCenter.com. MyDIYCenter.com, okay. Yeah, and uh, it's available there. If you're a contractor, it's available on uh, through Nash Distribution. Uh, we're actually going to be partnering with uh, a company uh, called Source One, who um, has been in this uh, industry for a long time. We feel together we'll be able to uh, market better because, you know, again, people say to me all the time, what's a basement doctor got to do with uh, disinfecting buildings? They don't realize I've been doing it for 30 years. But, uh, yeah. you know, but the, you know, again, and I've, I've established the name so well that it's sort of fighting against me. But you, but, know, but you have reality, been. Yeah, you've been doing it all this time with the other work you've been doing. Right. Well, you know, again, I'm... This is, I'm in this for the long haul, you know, yeah. during hurricane season, you know, we have a warehouse uh, in uh, Atlanta and in Florida where we, uh, you know, after a hurricane, there's a lot of bacteria and mold and things. So we, we clean down there. We, uh, again, uh, have products in our warehouses for moving air and, de- you know, dehumidifying. We're, we're working right now. The biggest thing they found out is that everything is, that the virus is airborne. Yeah, so, I saw those articles this past week. Yeah, so we're working actually with a company uh, that manufactures. They're one of the largest HVAC manufacturers of uh, humidification and dehumidification and air cleaning. I actually had a meeting with the president this week, and we've got three new products coming out that where the filters in the HVA systems will actually work to. Uh, uh, clean the air from uh, viruses and any other bacteria. So we hope to come to market with that before the end of the year. That's amazing. Um, I had I was going to share with you and Emily, you know, I got kicked out of a restaurant earlier, like Monday, because, and I say I got kicked out because I had gone out and I have gone out very little, Ron. It's been literally maybe two or three times in the last four months. I was having a glass of wine with a couple of colleagues in the business community uh-huh. and they came up to us and we were maybe a few sips into our glass and they said, you have to leave. And you know why uh-huh. they said we have to leave. We had to leave because one of their staff members had tested positive for coronavirus, and they right. just found out. I mean, this is going to continue to happen right. in the bar yeah. and restaurant you, you, industry. You just made my point that I made earlier, that that's happening every... You know, we got called by a major uh, uh, co- import uh, company here in Columbus as huge warehouses, and uh, through somebody, they, they had my cell phone number, so they called me, and they said three people had tested positive that morning. 
this was, I think, Thursday morning, and by noon that day, we had uh, cleaned their entire warehouse for them. So do you just continue to go back in after tests are done? I mean, what is kind of the best practice for you as people continue to have workers and staff members who test positive? What is the advice that you're giving about your system? Well, we test. No, very few. I don't know, frankly, anybody else that does. We do what's called ATP testing, which is a very expensive uh, testing uh, mechanism. And we actually test about six or eight areas of of a warehouse or a store or whatever, or a business or even a home. Uh, Lately, we've been actually getting called by a lot of homeowners that are concerned. So uh, we do the testing before and after to make sure we've you know, the, the bacteria, that the air is uh, clean of bacteria and the surfaces. We do swab testing. We do air sand. We do all, anything necessary. But we have uh, numerous companies that uh, we have week subscriptions for weekly uh, service. They okay. just want it done. And uh, now we have them doing it every day. Mm. It's pretty much amazing. But, you know, when they have a lot of people coming into work and there are, and th- these are most of them are essential businesses or warehouses that are trying to stay open. And as soon as somebody gets sick, that's the that seems to be the protocol uh, that you know they close down, they call us, we clean, they open up. Next time they get somebody sick, they call us, we come in. Or uh, in some cases, uh, we just are there. I mean, there was a trash, uh, big major trash company who we had talked to a month ago. And said, "Well, we're going to do our own cleaning. It's too, you know. Well, we got a call just last week. Guess what? Some of our offices were clean. We got to run down and clean their offices, and uh, that's a real dangerous area. Um, you know, we're we're involved with the city of Columbus on some projects now. That uh, again, we I, I don't want. I really shouldn't even talk about some of them, but it's in very high risk areas, and uh, that that's kind of why." I haven't even been advertising the service anymore other than, you know, if you get on our website because, you know, the phone, our phone just literally rings off the hook. And, uh, you know, we have so many people now that we, we, that have, like I said, a weekly or daily cleaning or whatever that, uh, you know, we're busy. But, uh, well, know, again, the, the restaurant and bars, that whole thing to me is uh, – just a house of cards. Well, hopefully they start to take advantage of of your service and, and consistently and, and they can talk with you more. Again, it's mybasementdoctor.com under disinfection services. And Ron, it's mydiycenter.com for the masks for those who are yeah. interested. Right. Yeah. Okay. Never enough time. So much always to talk about with you. But okay, I'll be... Well, always wonderful to talk to you. And, and let's yeah. and I can't wait to hear more. Let's see where bars and restaurants are next time we talk because maybe you'll make some inroads in there. I have a feeling if anyone can do it, you can. Well, I'd love to talk to the health department because they they really haven't uh, given people clear do- you know uh, guidance in my opinion as to exactly what deep cleaning and they're kind of letting them. At least that's what I'm hearing. They're letting them decide. And I think that's a bad idea. So. That's just me. That's <laughs> well. Hey, and that it's it's the time to be able to talk about it. So, Ron Greenbaum, the basement doctor. Thank you for being with us on a Sunday. Okay, great to talk to you. Talk to you yeah. soon. Em, I think you know people do need guidance and they do need help, and that's what I like. What Ron and them are doing—they're yeah. giving that support. And he brought up a great point. They're giving 
guidelines, I feel like, more in the, like, of what to follow, not mandatory restriction, you know, what to do. Best practices. Yes. And I think if certain things were mandatory for offices or places of business to do, it'd be a little different. Yeah. I think there would would probably, but you're always going to get pushback, right? And and especially in a free market situation. So um, (laughs) it's nice to have his voice at the table on this. It is. All right. We're going to close some things out when we come back. That went fast, Emily. It did. Thank, it did. Thank you so much for being my partner today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You did a great job. Yes, and uh, we had some important conversations we like we did. do every week. Yes. You're just, you know, you're sh- showing people what really matters. <laughs> That's why we're here, guys. We are here to talk about what really matters. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your conversation. And no matter what you do this week, Mindy will be back next week. Spend some time doing what, what matters. matters. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.